0: episode 196 of podcast room 303 is now officially started we'll be getting into the nba and nhl postseason we'll have a quick pcp about childhood crushes there will be some weird choices because nick is a host of this podcast how are you doing this evening nick oh he froze right when i asked that question so uh,
1: how are you doing this evening nick Oh, Uh. oh my microphone was on mute uh, I'm ready to enthrall everybody with all my male crushes that I grew up with.
0: Shout out Tom Cruise.
1: With the first answer being Jermaine.
0: God, or whenever you're mad at me, God, King, Emperor. Ooh, that's the greatest sound in the world. All right, so uh, how are you doing this evening, Eric?
2: Doing good, man. Philadelphia getting a win without JoJo. Can't complain.
0: Ooh, you're going to be you're going to have your opportunity to talk that shit here in a second, sir. That is a big time win for those of you living under a rock. Jesus Christ. Patrick Starr is a cartoon character. Get your life together. <laughs> so, uh, today's pop culture pickum as alluded to is top 5 childhood crushes. Eric, if you will share the screen, sir. Uh, today's order will be myself, Eric, and then Nick and uh, we're actually just going to hop right into this. I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt is number one. It's number one. Je- Jennifer Love Hewitt will always have a special place in my heart. Shout out uh, brunettes with absolute milk melons. <laughs> uh,
2: so now that my number one pick is off the board, I'm going to go with another Jennifer. Um, she had a great run in the 90s, early 1000s. I'm going to go with Jennifer Aniston.
0: You said that like she ain't acting no
2: more. <laughs> I was, did you see me? I'm choking on my I'm like, Eric, she's acting
1: now. <laughs> no, nah, she's dead to me. Uh I will my first pick, I will go with her uh showmate, her castmate on Friends.
0: Oh, Lisa I'm gonna, Kudrow?
1: I'm gonna go Courtney Cox. <laughs> Courtney Cox. I'll follow it up with just because I think some people are gonna take this. Uh, Angelina Jolie, nineties and nineties and early two thousands. Angelina Jolie.
0: I mean, she wasn't ugly, but that wasn't one of my girls, bro. Yeah, so. She's
2: far. She's far down the list. Like go to the bottom she's of the list like and me. then keep going, and then maybe she's there. Uh, my second oh, pick. God. I'm like, I'm gonna go with uh, a young curly haired South African queen, Charlize Theron.
0: Oh. Yo, she was the hotness for... Uh, didn't she win, like, what was it, Maxim Hottest Woman of the Year or whatever that bullshit was? I don't
2: know. I just <laughs> remember watching her in that movie with Keanu Reeves with uh, Al Pacino when she had the baby curls.
0: <sighs> oh, you're talking about Devil's Advocate, one of my all-time favorite movies, bro. Yeah,
2: dude, she was so, so fine in that, dude. I was
0: not old enough to watch that movie. That movie fucked me up bro i was hooked, <laughs> hooked
2: from day one bro we,
0: we'll get into that discussion on a later episode but my god that movie fucked me up dude jesus christ um all right i'm gonna submit my number two pick another brunette with absolute milk melons nev campbell Oof, star of the scream uh i guess it's whatever you want to call it now franchise um okay. It's uh, N-E-V-E, by the way. And then I'm going to follow that up with Marissa Tome.
1: Oh, good, good pick.
0: One. Good pick. Uh, RIP, the heartbreak I felt in the new Spider-Man movies. I don't have to say spoilers. That shit fucking was, was five months ago. Go see a movie if you don't want me to spoil it then. Um When she died, I was super sad because I was like, we don't get to see that just absolutely gorgeous woman gracing our movie screens anymore. Peter Parker worse off for it, if you ask me. The whole but world I- is
2: worse off. The whole world
0: <laughs> is worse off. I agree, Aunt
2: bro. May, Marissa Tomei, the whole world is worse off. Anyway, uh, now that two of the girls that would have been on my list are gone, I'm going to pivot and go with a uh, character named Kelly Kapowski, real name Tiffany... Haddish? No. Fuck Tiffany no. Haddish. Yeah, <laughs> <true>. <laughs> Write it down, Eric. Absolutely not. I'll It'll come back to me, but it's Tiffany... Wanda Sykes, then. Nah, son.
0: <laughs> you said Kapowski? What show Kenny is that Kapowski
2: from? Kapowski from Saved by the Bell, bro. If you can't name him, you can't claim Oh,
0: him. I don't oh, know. Oh, Tiffany
2: him. Thiessen. There we go. Uh, Google.
1: Uh, Google. <laughs> Google. 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 Doesn't count. Put an, an asterisk by it. Like Barry Bonds' Hall of Fame record or Barry Bonds' home run record.
0: Is that the brunette or is that... That is a uh, brunette. With milkmelons, bro. I no, I was just trying to figure oh, out in the show. It was. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Jesus she's the one. She's
2: the one that's uh, dating Zach in the show.
0: Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. I just, I did, was not a big save by the Bell guy. When it came on, I enjoyed it, but I never Wrong. watched it.
2: Wrong. So. Let's see
1: if I can. Let's see if I can snag a couple more off Eric's list. I'm gonna go uh, Selma Hayek. Oh, she would
2: be. She's top ten.
1: Uh, and I'm going Carmen Electra. Ooh, close.
0: Bro, Dennis Rodman would love
2: your list, Nick. I do have a. I <laughs> do <don't> have a. list. <laughs> I do have a Playboy bunny coming up next with my fourth pick. Um, man, I don't know if I should go with her. I'm gonna you do it. Anna, it, and then
1: you're like, "Oh, I probably shouldn't go." And Nicole
2: with Smith, bro, I know she ended up being cuckoo in the head, but no, dude, God, I love that girl when I was no. young. And Nicole work.
0: Smith is. Is that the girl who killed Kurt Cobain?
2: Yeah. No, that's Courtney Love, numb nuts. I would never pick Courtney Love, that cheap <laughs> devil.
1: Oh, I don't know who down Anna Nicole Smith service. has had her, it looks like her friggin' lips had balloons put in them like in 1995.
2: That was old, Anna. I'm talking about when I was a kid, my guy. These are kid childhood crushes, but she was. Dog, that's not. It's in the not 90s? Old Anna. Okay. Okay, next. I your can't,
0: next I, pick. I, I can't weigh in on
1: that. Yo, so first of all, 1998.
0: First of all, one of my reasons why I love soccer chicks, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention a Mia Hamm right here. Oh. She, she will not be my last pick. Mia Hamm, not only was she an absolute stud for the U.S. Women's National Team, but she was also just so fabulous and fine out there while dusting motherfuckers.
1: I, I loved
0: it so much, dude.
1: Can I can I add an honorable mention there after Mia ham? Brandy Chastain is is when I discovered sexuality when she beat <laughs> on penalty kicks. <laughs> I I
0: have no qualms with that. And then uh, last but not least, I will I will uh, shout out R.I.P. my queen uh, Selena.
2: Oh, good pick. Good pick. JLo is a candle
0: to her. Also, like, Selena slash JLo is perfectly fine for me, bro. Because JLo is. Selena. Selena, the OG. (laughs) Bro, but JLo is fine, bro. You out of your mind. She's a Selena knockoff,
2: bro. You you do
0: not think JLo is hot. You're
2: out of your mind, bro. She's a, she's made image, she's built her whole career off of just being Selena. I want So no.
0: No, she has not. Hard pass. She's an actress now. She's multiple time platinum, one of the best musicians of our generation.
2: Yeah, yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> it's like all good points, but they disagree with mine. So yeah, that's exactly know. what he said, bro. I'm just gonna yeah.
0: I'm just saying, bro, honorable mention, Jennifer Lopez, because God damn, she's fine. Speaking of a little mamacita with the melons, bro. Shoot.
2: yeah, You know, she's
0: had kids. She could still throw that ass in the circle, bro. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. All right. Well, with my fifth and final pick, she was going to be a honorable mention. But now that a couple of the OGs are gone, I'm going to have to go with Alicia Silverstone.
0: That's a good pick, dude. She was uh, she was clueless, right?
2: Yeah, talk about a chick who has kids now in her what mid forties, close to fifties.
0: I so thought I you were say good. About I'm really shocked you didn't pick Hillary Duff, bro.
2: No, because Hillary Duff, when she was young, wasn't fly. So back then, it was Topanga. Now, oh, it's like, Topanga's, Topanga, Topanga's ugly now, and Hillary Duff
0: is she really ugly? She now? got on
2: that Kanye West workout plan, and the booty just went. And it's just been amazing.
0: Wait, is Topanga ugly now?
2: I ha- I mean, she just looks. Eric, you know... look that up. <laughs> Alright, share your yeah. screen. Let's see if
1: Topanga's ugly.
0: I'm actually curious now because I think every one of my friends had a crush on Topanga, bro.
1: Everybody did.
0: Also, what a fire name! Does anyone know what name Topanga is like? What kind of like national? Well, her
1: real name is Danielle. Fish. Uh, a human name, I would think.
0: Oh, okay, you fucking D.C. <laughs> fucking fuck, bro. This is why I do. So this hard. is why dude.
1: He couldn't even
0: diss rights. Oh, my God. This is why fucking men are beating women at women's sports, bro. We got to create safe havens for them, and then they fucking let dudes with dicks fucking race them or fight them in wrestling or <laughs> UFC.
2: That's Danielle Fischl now. I mean, she looks the same.
1: I mean she looks like she looks she looks like a
2: bunch of my friends from high school <laughs> look at uh, like, It's just not good, dude. Tell your friends they gotta do something. Uh, get on a Eric, Eric,
1: Eric, look up the hottest girl from your high school.
2: Uh I, I don't even know where to start there. No, but I am not saying you have to do it on the show. Oh, <laughs> like, I, was like, like, I don't like, know, brother.
1: People some people don't age well. It's okay. See, it's called see, that's I don't thing.
0: think she she looks the same. I don't know what the slander is there.
2: It, it's the plastic surgery hot, and the big right? crackhead eyes, and and you know just looks like Hollywood she don't. A, her down. A,
0: she don't photo well, but I bet you if you were sitting there in the breakfast nook and the sun was coming in from behind her head and she was hitting you with those big doe eyes, you'd be like, God, damn!
2: The nook and the sun hit Betty White and her big eyes. It was going whoa, down. bro. Whoa.
0: Betty White could get it. You take that back, <laughs> so. Betty White at ninety nine
2: is funny enough to get it. Up until the day she died, bro. Yeah, Betty all White could... Golden Girls could get it. I
0: would, I would I no. would love to be the reason why I mean, Betty no. White Betty White passed away. Like I was just piping her down and it was just um, too much,
1: bro. No, I would have loved Netler could get it, there's a, the there's,
2: a there's a Reddit theory out there that says you can tell a boy's choice in girls by which golden girl he was attracted to. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of tricky because i like you know i like women that aren't you know they weren't necessarily walking the straight and narrow and i was and i'm my I, I was a big fan of the chick that was loose on the show so like it's just funny that it, it adds up with me i don't know if it adds up with other people or if you even watch well, so what i don't, so, so I don't so know the is, theory
1: the archetype go to oh what would i be into
2: i okay i think she was the one that was like a southern build like church going girls like she was very meek very mild very quiet on the show mm-hmm. I mean, oh. I, I can't say it's oh, exact no. for everybody,
1: but... Oh, me,
0: shit. I, Nick I, is but... dead in the water. Nick <laughs> no, is dead no, in the water, no, bro. now
1: this, this shit is dumb. Nick is dead
0: in the water. He has no leg to stand on. Yeah. He's dead in the water. Someone rescue Swim his ass out.
1: And then what was Bette Mittler? I like Betty White. What kind of girls <laughs> did I like?
0: This is classic rabbit hole content, bro. Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> Betty White calls men hobbit of, hers. Uh, hobbit of hers.
0: Oh my goodness, dude, that's so funny. Nick Nick was sunk as soon as Eric said all that. That's great, dude. I was like, oh well, guess this is
1: true.
2: Yeah, so I was a fan of Blanche, and I like fast women. And then Betty White was like the more level headed. And then B. Arthur, who played Dorothy on the show. Um, it's from what it looks like here, it's uh, kind of like the mother figure who protects you, like the nurture of the group.
1: Wow. Oh.
0: I was you know what dude I've never really watched Golden Girls so I'm I missing out dude I I didn't I'm not I know my mom liked it I just never I remember it came on at Nick and I and I would allow myself to fall asleep to it so I didn't dislike it, but there was there's so much television to watch. Golden Girls was not something I was watching, bro. Also, um, the
2: Golden Girls are being reimagined, uh
0: with an no well, okay. I think I might be more with on what
2: there. An all-black cast, and Tracy Ellis Ross is going to be, the main- oh, I'm in one of the main characters. I'm in. Yeah, everybody loves oh. Tracy Ellis Ross, dude. She's
0: so. <laughs> Yo, Diana Ross's daughter. Yeah, we. That's a perfect. Yeah. So the fact that it's Diana Ross, who was like that time frame's daughter, rebooting it. I'm all in. I think I'm all right with that it's, whole situation. It's the bro. only
2: reason I sat through nine seasons of Blackish.
0: <laughs> and Tracy Ellis Ross, bro. She has yeah. an energy. She has an energy about
2: her that. Whew. well dude she grew up around musicians and and the whole hippie love movement like and she grew up wealthy like she just had like a i think she had a who knows i wasn't there but i think she had a dope childhood like and just being around all those super dope super soulful talented people probably just rubbed off on her and she's a super dope chill person now
0: yeah all right so we have one more pick, Nick. who do you got
1: yeah it's gonna be heidi klum for my final pick <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. Solid, 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 yeah. solid, 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 solid yeah. choice, bro.
1: A lot of white women on this list. Uh, I'm, I'm, also gonna go, I'm also going to go – I'm also going to go honorable mention. Uh, the first uh, ESPN – or not ESPN, Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition I ever got my hands on had Bar Raffaele on the cover. So she is <laughs> a <laughs> –
0: uh, I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll allow it. Uh, my honorable mention is Megan Good. So I, I picked from my younger years, like when I was like, you know, not necessarily teenager or in high school, but God damn Megan Good was <sighs> she changed the game for me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> she, she put me on another level. It doesn't of... look bad. No, absolutely not. No, Megan Good is still fire. Like uh, man, there was so what was the sh- what was the show? I think it might have just been called Girls Harlem. No, it was like <laughs> 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 no. We're just gonna. Move. I love I love that answer, so I'm just gonna leave it there. We're gonna move. Well, on. I
1: mean, it's it's literally under movies and TV shows. It's the first movie Megan Good is in, or the first movie TV show she's in.
2: So I'm gonna submit two honorable mentions that. It's in Harlem qualify. from like two years ago, though. Sorry, Eric, I didn't mean to uh, it's still on. on since. Yeah,
0: since that's why on. I was laughing because you said Harlem, and I was like, "That's not when we grew up." <laughs> go ahead, Eric. Go ahead. Two honorable mentions.
2: Oh yeah, two honorable mentions that qualify under the uh, category known as with milk melons." Uh, Denise Richards was fire, and Jennifer Connelly was oh, fire when I was young. I love both pick. those chicks when I was young.
0: Jennifer jennifer conley is she the one who makes bradley right. cooper's life a living hell in 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 uh uh what's that movie god damn <laughs> he's just not that into you
2: no that's
0: no i don't like you her. Know it is. She's it in, is. Her. yeah she's in top she's in top gun as well i don't like yeah. her yeah, i don't think cool. she's yeah. i don't think she's that hot I mean, those You're photos. Those, pho- those photos make me reconsider my opinion. I don't know. Anytime I see her in a movie, I'm just like, she's not attractive. I mean, like, it's, to just, me, it's she preference. Was just like, it's preference. To me,
2: she's she the was a journalist. Blood, Demi Moore and everybody seemed to love Demi Moore, and I thought Jennifer Connelly was significantly hotter. I, I don't know why, but I just thought she was way hotter. Maybe because of the the big blue eyes and the our green eyes, and then the brunette hair like that's just that's just a recipe for any man to fail in life like brunette green eyes (laughs) milk melons like just sign away my rights give away 50 percent. it's over (laughs)
0: love how eric's on board with saying milk melons
2: this whole episode now (laughs) it's like he
1: just just discovered it it's like he just discovered it was a word and he just can't stop saying
2: it. no no i only use it in terms of this specific situation Right? (laughs) She's got to be a drop-dead-dime brunette with just absolute smartness up top, dude. All right?
1: Like brain-wise, right, Eric? (laughs) Any honorable
0: mentions, Nick?
1: No, I I said mine, Bar-Raffaele. Oh, that's right.
0: All right, Eric, uh, read us back our list, and we'll go ahead and move into the next topic.
2: Yeah, so top five uh, childhood crushes. Jermaine had the first pick. Jennifer Love Hewitt, who would have been almost everybody's first pick. Uh, Nev Campbell, Marissa Tomei, Mia Hamm, and Selena. Uh, I had the second pick with with uh, Jay Aniston, Charlize Theron, Tiffany Thiessen, uh, Anna Nicole Smith, and Alicia Silverstone. And then Nick had the third pick, Courtney Cox, Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Carmen Electra, and Mrs. Heidi Klum.
1: That's a who's who. And it's Miss right now. <laughs> uh,
2: correction. He needs she needs to keep it seal, open right? for him, bro. She was married to Seal, right?
1: She was married to oh, Seal. Yeah. yeah, she was. she yeah. was. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm surprised nobody said Sandra Bullock because when Speed came out,
0: yeah. Sandra. So I would, I would rather have Jennifer Connelly over Sandra Bullock. I would love to watch Sandra Bullock act over <laughs> almost all those girls <laughs> right, we picked. Right. You no, know? <laughs> if that's what you're asking for, she just didn't. Uh, she didn't get me riled up, unless it was miscongeniality. <laughs> didn't mean? get me riled up
2: in miscongeniality 13-year-old Jermaine in this room like fucking wilding out
0: <laughs> to miscongeniality bro that was me just like wow <laughs> so love me some Sandy B <laughs> alright so let's get into the NHL playoffs thank you for joining us for a pop culture pickum. we are now shifting the conversation to Arguably the greatest time of the year: NHL postseason, NBA postseason, happening simultaneously. Game sevens galore, must-win matchups, teams with pedigree, with heart, with something to prove. And uh, we'll actually start with the Western Conference. So we had the Western Conference one seed. Uh, well, sorry, not Western Conference.
1: Can I? Uh, befo- but before you start, can I? Can I say a stat?
0: You can say whatever you want. It's your
1: podcast. But since nineteen eighty six when we uh, expanded the playoffs out. Uh, that's when the Stanley Cup playoffs became a became a thing the actual playoffs. this it, it actually happens more times than you think. 11 years since 1986, uh, there has been no sweeps in the first round. Of those 11 years, there have been four playoffs where there have been no sweeps in the entire playoffs.
0: Four years? You said four?
1: There have been four years. The other seven have had, or sorry, six of those seven that had a sweep, had a sweep in the second round. So a little nugget to keep in the back of your head as we start this spot, as we start talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs.
0: Fascinating. Fascinating. Let me pull up. Uh, this one doesn't have the divisions labeled on the bracket that I'm using. So um, pull up the standings, standings real quick. All right. So we're going to actually start with the central division uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, just so that way I can say uh, one sentence Release the Kraken! Woo!
1: Sure. Yeah, they were the uh,
0: the one seed of the Central Division. The Colorado Avalanche took on the Wild Card One of the Seattle Kraken. They went to seven games. I I, I really don't even. I don't know if the the Avalanche have won two games worth of periods in the whole in the whole series, which is kind of staggering to, to get to seven games. But Seattle ends up winning in Colorado game seven to advance to the next round. Nick, thoughts?
1: Yeah, I, I said it at the beginning of last podcast when he asked me how I was doing. Uh, well, one, the Avs don't win back-to-back cups. Two, if you're more physical with the Avs and you work harder than they were or they did, uh, you generally win a series. Uh, last year, and I've been bitching about it all year last year in free agency we lost Nazim Kadri. Uh, Andrew Burakovsky left two to the Kraken and then didn't play. Um, you know it's it's you know you you you're without Gabe Landis Cog uh, Valerie Nikushkin, uh have an unfortunate incident happen after game three. Uh, involving a lady of the night and maybe too many adult beverages in a Seattle hotel room um, that put him out for the playoffs. And and generally the Avs just just, – just for a team that came in so hot, they they just did not look – they got beat up. They did not look comfortable. And even last night, you know, a a game that they dominated and probably should have won uh, pretty handily, they hit – four posts that i can remember uh, and had their had their game tying goal ruled offsides on on a pretty blatant offsides and and seattle did what they did the whole series seattle you know i i th- I, I don't know i'd have to look this up but i think seattle only outshot the or outshot the avs twice in a seven game series
0: right oh man yeah i twice even feels
1: generous right so I mean the the they just they didn't have it I didn't I don't know what it was maybe it's this is the first time all the abs had been hungry and they were and they were done playing but I and and they were they were done playing hungry and 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 playing with a chip on their shoulder because they were they were healthy I, I I don't know but you know all all credit to Seattle they did what they needed to do um and beat the abs
0: yeah. Look, so we'd be remiss to say that Colorado didn't have questions all year long. Mm-hmm. Right? So we we kind of failed to forget that because they got hot at the end to end up winning their division. But there there was <laughs> there was a period of uncertainty in December and January where we were watching this this team play ice hockey and we were kind of like I, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand what's happening with the team now. They went through a list of injuries that <clears throat> is neither here nor there, right? Their captain was out for the entire season. Um, you know, you can look at, at, a, at a host of things, but for them to lose and, and lose in seven this way kind of feels like a microcosm or a macrocosm of the entire season as a whole. Right. So you saw the abs that, uh, skate hard and win six, three, I believe they won six, three in, in, in game four, game three, one of those two. And then you saw the abs that just kind of couldn't get the engine revving, but they were so, they're still so talented that they were in every game. Right. Yeah. Um, In this game seven, it it was exactly like that. Uh, As Nick alluded to, my goodness, they hit the post as much as the Kraken hit the post. Um, the The dude who scored the two goals for the Kraken hit the post four different times. Right. Right. So then you had Ranson hit the post, who had a breakaway he should have scored or passed. That way, the Avs would have scored. That might be like the biggest painstaking moment in the series for them. and, And that was game seven, but it was one of the easiest breakaways you'll see in hockey. Where it's two on one, and the one is the goaltender. (laughs) And Ranton and shot a great shot, hit the post, and and it was, it just was it is. And Grubauer did not play like how he, he played in game seven, like he, like he forgot how bad he played in the other six games
1: and and how bad he played for the Avs. That's what he forgot. He forgot how bad he was with the Colorado Avs
0: yeah and he he was put into a must win revenge situation and this podcast is we're very much fans of (laughs) of revenge situations so um in a game seven i probably should have thought to bet the kraken i had a parlay cooked up for for the abs um when they disallowed um the abs, Nathan McKinnon goal that would have tied the game. I yep. said the parlay was sunk that this game was over uh, because the crowd experienced the euphoria and then had it ripped from them. Yep. And that, that energy never came back. The team fell off from that letdown. And let's just, let's just say it. Uh, Jared Bednard, right? Bednard. That's, I don't Bednar, think he's yep. a, good, yep. I don't Jared think he's Bednar, a good yep. coach. I don't think he's a good coach. This, I never have.
1: Your, yeah, this has been your your hill to die on. Yeah, i
0: never have, and I never will. It 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 was even to the point where where the the announcers were like, you got to imagine that he's going to take a timeout here. And because Cale McCars fucking winded, and still raced and beat the Seattle winger who was coming down the line. And Jared Bednar was sitting there and he was just like looking around. There was, he wasn't saying a word to anyone down one goal. He wasn't talking to anybody. There was no emotion. There was no enthusiasm. There was no will. And then the ref literally asked him if he wanted to take a timeout and yeah. bednard was like yeah we'll take a timeout
1: yeah i mean i and and i would be remiss if i didn't acknowledge like the absolute awful performance of the and i this was this was really the only series i watched with intent aka i watched every series but like i'd be on my phone i'd be on my computer i'd be doing something else and like listening to it so you don't really so so you don't really um pick that stuff up, but this series was just terrible officiating. Just terrible officiating. Just awful. But I'm not going to use that as an excuse because the NHL playoffs as a whole this year have just been awful officiating. So let's 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 move on from from using that as an excuse.
0: Uh, So what I will say And I don't think this is going to make you feel any better. There was an obvious tripping call in the third period of a game seven that as a man who was cheering to release the Kraken just because uh, fuck Nick in Nevada for cheering against the Blackhawks to get the worst record. So karma, (laughs) bro. I even I was just like, how was that? I was like, maybe I don't know fucking hockey. I even questioned if I didn't know hockey because it was such a bad call the officiating this entire playoffs has been terrible for every every team so that was yeah. it's not really cons- consolation but it's it is what it is so the seattle kraken advance and they take on the winner of the dallas stars versus minnesota wild that is the 2 versus 3 matchup of the central division and uh minnesota minnesota mild as we affectionately refer to them <laughs> Put up a way better fight than I thought. Thought they would through the first three
1: games. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> through, the first, through the first three games, you looked like this was. It looked like this was going to be a series that was going to go to this game seven. You're not like we thought. We thought the Dallas Stars were going to run through this, and but you know we thought the Avs and the Stars were, was really going to be this marquee matchup. Turns out, uh, the the Kraken proved us wrong, like like we've been talking about, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Minnesota able to to win the slog fest in the first game that two overtime slog fest that they won, um, and then a, and then able to uh, able to get one uh, able to, able to win five one in Minnesota in game three is huge. They just ran out of gas. That's that's it, that's that's what it looked like. You know, like.
0: It it looked the final three games looked kind of how we thought the series would go. Well,
1: I, think, Dallas, I, I think that I think game four was kind of a game. Game four was kind of the backbreaker for the Wild, right? Like, I mean, you you, you put thirty two shots in on Dallas and 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 you 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 know, or you put thirty four shots in, you only you only scored two of them. I mean, it, it was you know. They didn't have a lot of chances. I I think they just kind of – yeah, I mean, they scored – it was 3-1. They scored to make it 3-2 and then just couldn't do anything um, in the third period. I I think that kind of broke the mild will, and, and, and they couldn't really keep up after that.
0: I think I agree. They they got undressed in the final two games. Dallas appeared to be who we thought they were. <laughs> Shout out that epic press conference. But
2: yeah.
0: uh, um, all right, so uh, Seattle versus Dallas. Eric, who do you have winning the series?
2: Um, Dallas.
0: Dallas. All yeah. right, and Nick. Yeah, I'm gonna go Dallas as well. I'm gonna ride the hot Seattle team. in In, in hockey, I like to ride hot teams. The way Dallas struggled with Minnesota, I didn't really like. Uh, I don't think Kraken has the same kind of, uh, you know, organizational just tenacity that Minnesota Wild has. But they're they're a second year program, and it it feels like very often that these uh, expansion teams overachieve from expectation, Uh, especially this Kraken team. I thought they they ruined their startup draft, and then you know I just wasn't sold on them being that viable as a as a as a competitive hockey team yet here we are with them in the second round
1: so that's why yeah. we watch to to your point uh Dallas won the season series 2 to 1 but two of those games went into overtime the winner in each of the games scored 5 5 and 4 goals they did not have under 7 goals in any of the games they played
0: oh that is interesting. That's a that's a good nugget. So if you're looking for bets in the, D- the Dallas-Seattle series, look to the overs. Hopefully Vegas hasn't adjusted to that. But if not, then pick points or assists or goals for some of the top players as this should be a fairly high-scoring series. We'll get into the next uh, Western Conference um, portion of the bracket. Sorry, lost my place on the ESPN app.
1: Um I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say moving forward, right, as we get into these, you know, the, the ABS really felt like a back and forth kind of, right, where where, where the ABS would have a great game, then the Kraken would control then the ABS would have a great game, then the Kraken control it. The next three series, including the one that we just looked at, the other two Western Conference series, it felt like those games, in the first four games, you're like, all these series are going seven. And then the team that we thought – the the, we they were who we thought they were and they pulled ahead that's 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 kind of what what uh what what i think happened
0: it did start shaky for all the teams that we anticipated
1: that's a good way to put it yeah to to
0: to win it and then uh you know the teams that we anticipated to win it got it together and 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 other than the abs who probably had the toughest matchup if we're being honest um yeah, other than the Avs, like they all happen to get it together. So we'll get into the Vegas Knights, Winnipeg Jets series. The Golden Knights won 4-1. Um, this you you might be looking at this gentleman's sweep and thinking to yourself, well, that doesn't seem very competitive. The Winnipeg Jets were more game than that this 4-1 series is going to tell you. So Vegas was the one seed coming out of the Pacific Division. Winnipeg Jets stole, not stole, had one of the two wild card spots, and they actually took on the Vegas Knights. Vegas um, clenched relatively early co- compared to some of the rest of these series. I believe they were the only ones to get it done in five. And uh, so we'll just move on to what. What were your thoughts on this series, Nick?
1: Yeah, I mean, I you, you know the, the same thing that I said about. The Minnesota Wild star series can be applied to this, right? Winnipeg got that hot start, stealing one in Vegas five-one. They got whooped in the second game. Go back to Winnipeg. You're glad to spit one. You're, you're glad to split one with with the Western Conference's best team. Uh, you go into this double overtime game uh, with the Knights. If you win that game, it's a completely different series. Now, now you have your home fans on you it's 2-1 if you you can tie you can go tied going back into you know this is what we saw in the cracking game if you can survive colorado and win in colorado that sometimes gives guys who are very very good at professional sports it sometimes gives them that little bit of edge that they can have just like with the with the minnesota one i think that when winnipeg got beat in the double overtime game it was it was it was a wrap for the series and you know you you saw it in in their game four. Vegas went up three uh, one. The Jets got it to three two, and then Vegas scored four two. And then in game five, it was just it was all Vegas all the time. Not even close.
0: Yeah. So in, in that, when you're an underdog, you need to capitalize on scenarios like a double overtime victory. You you need to you need to capitalize on it because if not to be that close on home ice ends up being a demoralizer. That's one of the reasons why the the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry hitting crazy three-point shots can just t- steal a team's soul. And that's kind of what Vegas did. You saw it in games 4 and 5. It, the Winnipeg Jets didn't have that same fight. They didn't have the belief um you know, it, it's one thing to believe it's another thing to have belief that ends up in results because then you can look at it as concrete evidence. And when you can look at things as, as conc- concrete ed- evidence, then, yeah, you can move that, that direction. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Uh, and so, shout out to the Winnipeg Jets. I thought they would be good this year. I didn't actually pick them to make the playoffs. I apologize to the Winnipeg Winnipeg Jets fans because uh, I was all over some of these teams, and I didn't have them making it. Partly because I had uh, no. This isn't the right. Well, par- partly because of Calgary, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, Calgary. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, you speak of how Calgary struggled. Darren Sutter just got fired, or Darren – excuse me, Daryl Sutter just got fired by the, by the Flames. So you, you see how disappointed that team was after, after going to the conference finals last year.
0: Yeah. I don't think that team should have missed the Stanley cup playoffs. So (laughs) that's, that's crazy. So uh, we'll move into the final uh, Pacific division matchup, the final Western conference matchup, Edmonton Oilers took on the Los Angeles Kings in which is a very awful matchup for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, because the Los Angeles Kings just seem to be that team that is just you just can't get rid of them. I hate the Los Angeles Kings. If they ceased to exist as a franchise because some sort of fiery ball of fire engulfed them, there would be no tears shed from me. Shout out the Edmonton Oilers. My pick to win the Stanley Cup Finals this year, uh for taking down the LA Kings. 4-2. Uh so six game c- series and what are your thoughts Nick
1: Every single game felt like a game 7 in this series Oh but yes I know the Oilers won it you know in six games which which doesn't really you know that doesn't really feel it this game besides the uh game 5 the the uh 3 like that the, the Oilers won 6-3 every game was decided by two goals or less, there were three overtime games. Right, the final game, uh, game game six was won five four by Edmonton. I mean, it, it, every single one of these, it it felt like the it felt like the Oilers. And to your point, every single game felt like each team was on the brink of it. it should have gone it. It for for my amusement, I, I wanted it to go. I wanted it to go seven.
0: Uh, as a Edmonton backer, I did not want it to go seven. As a sports fan, I wanted it to go seven. <laughs> so first of all, two best words in all sports is game seven. Uh, if you if you don't think that's what it is, then you just watch two of the best teams play each other, and then and then have an ult uh ultimate. Must win scenario where everything has to be played to perfection. It's amazing to watch that situation. But I do think that even though this went 4 2, I do think Edmonton looked like the better ice hockey team in every single game. There wasn't one game where I thought, oh man, Los Angeles is so much better than Edmonton. I didn't think that, which is not something that usually happens when it comes to Edmonton.
1: I mean here's 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 the thing that you can say right and that the avs didn't do good teams win hockey games like this good teams win close tough hockey games you come from behind you hold leads and you sometimes you don't get to get up 3 goals you have to hold one two goal leads right and series like this you know we we saw it with the abs winning the cup last year if you can win games like that you can prove that you can go down and come back then then you you can't really be beat as a hockey team if you're good and the edmonton oilers are good right like you you it is it is a it it, it is a a team morale booster to 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 be a good team that plays in close games in the playoffs and that's, that's, and that's what Edmonton did. They played good, tough games, and I think it does not look good for the Vegas Golden Knights, who I, looked lost.
0: I, I think the confidence that Edmonton gained from that Los Angeles Kings series is going to rear its head in this one-versus-two matchup, um, and that's a perfect place to start. Eric, who do you have winning between the Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers?
2: I'm going to go with Edmonton. All right, I don't have so, much analysis. So I'm just going to go with, I'm just giving you guys my picks for these.
0: <laughs> That's perfectly fine, brother. And Nick, who do you have winning this series? Well,
1: I, I apologize. I said Calgary made it to the finals last year. They didn't. The Edmonton Oilers made it to the conference finals last year. So now Edmonton yeah. sees a team that absolutely dogwalked them in the finals last year lose. Edmonton has to be riding high. I have Edmonton winning this, and the season series backs me up. Edmonton won three of uh, Edmonton won three of four, uh, including okay. beating Vegas in Vegas twice. Uh, also, none of these games finished under seven goals, and the only win that the Knights had was in overtime. So, a little nugget. Dang,
0: that's pretty crazy. So, one of the reasons why I took Edmonton to to make the leap to make the Stanley cup finals this year is because they lost to the avalanche last year in what was an outstanding series that the avalanche wanted nothing to be a part of. They were like, let's get to the Stanley cup and get this team out of here because that Edmonton Oilers team was feisty and they were a lot less talented last year than they are this year. Uh, We're going to go ahead and move into the metropolitan division. Um, So we have the Carolina Hurricanes taking on the New York Islanders, uh, one of two New York teams in this uh, Metropolitan Division to qualify. Carolina went on to win 4-2. The New York Islanders were kind of exposing them early on, which is kind of something that Nick had touched on early. And Carolina adjusted. They adjusted hard, and they closed fast.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would say this is another game in which, yeah, the first two games got played in carolina in pnc and you went okay this is the carolina hurricanes are doing it yeah they're not winning by a lot but that's what we expected because they're down two of their best players right Mm -hmm. they're they're winning two to one they're winning four to three in overtime then you got to you got to game three and the islanders won five one you kind of open the eyeballs a little bit right you got to game four the hurricanes got it back and you're like okay like they're, they're, they're gonna be fine you go back, you know, they're, they're fine. They're going back to PNC. They 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 didn't really have an issue going back to PNC. Game five in PNC, the Islanders, again, showed up, right? Showed up, uh, beat the Hurricanes 3-2. Hurricanes needed overtime in game six. We said it before, right, when we were previewing. Carolina is without their two best players, right?
0: That's a big deal.
1: And I think the Islanders who, if, if Carolina has – uh, those guys, I think they handle the Islanders pretty easily. I, I mean, looking forward a little bit, watch out for, for, uh, the team that we're going to talk about next against Carolina.
0: Yeah, buddy, let's go. So Carolina gets the four two victory over the New York Islanders. And then what, one of the Room 303 hotly anticipated matchups of this first-round series was the New Jersey Devils taking on the New York Rangers. And boy, did it ever live up to the hype except for Game 7 where the New Jersey Devils – absolutely cemented their medal and put their foot on the throats of a very game, New York Rangers squad beating them four nil in the decisive game seven matchup.
1: Uh, what are your thoughts on this series, Nick? Uh, each of these games, I mean, you like it was pure. Do- there was not a game in here. That was not pure domination from start to finish by the team that won. Right. First two games, both five to one victories by the Rangers in New Jersey you, you know I'm starting to say <laughs> you guys should have listened to me right You should have listened to me I'm a prophet. Prophet reborn I said New Jersey was going to come here. they had they or New Jersey was going to lose because New York had the playoff experience. These guys are, are a year removed from from almost getting to the to, to the conference finals. You got to listen to me. New York comes or New Jersey comes back in the garden. Beats the Rangers in overtime, beats them 3 1, right? Then they go back to New Jersey. They beat the Rangers 4 0. Game six, the Rangers win 5 2. Game seven, the Devils win fours. There was never, I guess, aside from that overtime game in game three, right? There was never a game in here where you were like, oh, it was a good game, right? It was, I, I think, I watched three of these games because they were on a little bit earlier on the East Coast. I turned them all off. I was like, oh, this game's over, right? <laughs> and you were right. Most of the yeah. time, you were right. This game's over, right? Well, the, I, the overtime game I watched, but you're like, oh, this game's over. Like, I, I got an hour at it until actual hockey started. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, dude, so this this series was supposed to be closer, and technically it went seven, <laughs> so it was close, but it, it never felt close ever. I literally sat there, and I, was just, I wrote the Devils off. When they lost two at home, two at home, and you scored two goals, and you have let 10 goals go into your own net, I was just like, how the fuck are they going to win in Madison Square Garden? Sure enough, this is why we watch. And here we are. The New Jersey Devils had advanced to the second round to take on the Carolina Hurricanes. Who do you have winning this matchup, Nick?
1: Yeah, it's going to be the Devils, I think. I we, we talked about we we talked about the struggles of the Hurricanes and right and 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 let me give you these stats right when the Hurricanes were fully healthy, before the injury to, Sir uh, Sturkin. No, that's that's the Rangers goalie, uh, Savetchnikov.
0: Oh, you're talking about Carolina's injuries. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, but before their injury, the the Carolina Hurricanes held a 2-0 advantage over the New Jersey Devils since then. The Rangers are 2-0, and they've won by two goals each time, right? Um, I think think New Jersey is – when they can dominate a team, they can dominate a team. And I I think that's what we're going to see in this series. And I I wouldn't be surprised if the Devils either sweep – or win this game and win this game in a gentleman's, or win the series in a gentleman's sweep.
0: Wow, that much dominance—you really expect that. So, the names on the Carolina Andrew report: Jack Jury, Center, uh Taravainen, yeah,
1: Taravainen, yeah,
0: Taravainen, left winger,
1: Taravainen, yeah, and uh, uh, what's Andrei
0: left Svevchen- left?
1: Yes. Savetchnikov, yeah. Savetchnikov,
0: <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That was a tongue tie right there. All right, so I, I'm going to give my pick on this one. I haven't picked on the other ones, but I think the Devils win this one as well.
1: Eric,
2: who do you got? Devils. I got the Devils.
1: <laughs> Devils.
2: Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> Yo, you ain't got to say it
0: like that, bro. That's scary, dude. All right, so we're going to go into the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Tampa Bay Lightning, another one of the Room 303 most exciting series of the first round. Toronto ends up winning 4-2 uh, over arch nemesis Tampa Bay Lightning. Nick, thoughts?
1: Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs up 3-1. Oh shit, here we go again. Right. <laughs> I think you look I, I even after even after Toronto went up three one I had Tampa Bay winning. I mean you they stole two games uh, from Tampa. Game three in overtime good to win that one. Game four, I mean Tampa Bay is up four one going into the third period and Tampa Bay loses 5-4. I was like this series ne- should be 2-2 two, two, heading back to Toronto. Right? Tampa Bay wins game 5 in Toronto. Game 6 they needed, you know, you know Tampa Bay st- Tampa Bay did what good teams do. And they won on the road. And they won on the road in close games and and apply the things that I'm saying um that uh, apply the things that I said about Edmonton apply them to 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 this team i mean you have to win in close games good hockey teams win in close games and use that to uh and 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 use that uh to their advantage
0: yeah this this felt like a coronation moment
1: and i and i and i was watching this game game six when it went into overtime i had probably 12 friends at a bar all drinking, having a good time. And I left those friends to stand awkwardly in front of the one bar TV and drink my beer and watch the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, you know, a, a couple of friends came over and they said, What are you doing? I'm watching, so I'm watching a hockey game I don't care about. <laughs> <I'm watching a laughs> game I don't care about because it's, it's, it's it's the time for the Maple Leafs. And, and if the Lightning would have won, the Lightning would have won the series. But they didn't. So
0: 100%. That yeah. series was over if Toronto lost game six. Yep. Here's the thing. You cannot have a 3-1 lead and allow it to get to game seven as the Toronto Maple Leafs. Right. That game four victory that come from behind force overtime win and overtime victory, that told me that this Maple Leafs team was a different Maple Leafs team. It's yeah. exactly what I talked about when we were leading into the NHL postseason, and I, I, I agree with what I had picked there. I think Toronto has got to be cheering about the next matchup we'll discuss. So, that wraps up that matchup. And the final matchup for today's NHL postseason talk before we predict our winners of the, of the round two matchup. The, um, what is it, present trophy winning, win record setting, point record setting, Boston Bruins take on the Florida Panthers. The President trophy winners of last year in what was an absolute dogfight of a competitive matchup and bro the boston bruins lost 4-3 to the florida panthers
1: thoughts uh well i mean you know it, it you could say you know and 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 you'll talk about this when we get into nba i think that that the NBA's eight seed knocking off a one seed is is way more imp- – I got asked this by a friend. What's more impressive? but An NBA eight seed knocking off a one seed? Well, that's only happened six times in history, right? So it's definitely NBA. Right. It's <laughs> definitely NBA. The NHL, this happens every year. We talk about it every year, right? The last team to set this record, the 2018-2019 <laughs> Lightning. Like, lost lost it, the first won. round. Yeah. Right? The Panthers last year I believe lost did they lose in the first round No
0: I don't th- they I believe they lost in the second round Eric I, I, can you what, look that what, us, up what, for us What did you say that since, since since the invention of the President's Trophy in 1983 1984 there have been 11 teams that have won the President's Trophy and went on to win the Stanley Cup trophy the last team to do it was the 2013-2014 Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, of course, your boy Skinny P knows that stat. Um, we're, we're about to hit a decade since the President's Trophy winner has. There has only been one President's Trophy winner to make a conference finals. Not the Stanley Cup finals, the conference finals. bro. That's crazy. Yeah, I was correct. Florida lost to Tampa in the second round because Tampa ended up making the Stanley Cup Finals. Right. It's it's unbelievable. The kiss of death, the President's Trophy uh, has presented to the NHL, which is just crazy. And and we'll talk about the NBA trophy later when Eric and I cover the NBA. But it, it's <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. If you thought. Coming into this, that the most dominant regular season team was going to lose to the Florida Panthers, give yourself a pat on the back.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: (laughs) Because ain't nobody covering the NHL think that Boston would lose in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we got to talk about it. You can't pull Omar in game, going into game seven.
1: Yeah, I you know, I, I I'm 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 kind of struggling to to understand what went on here. Right. So he allows one goal in game one, he allows six goals in game two, he allows two goals in both three and four, he allows four goals with an overtime winner in game five. He allows seven goals in game six, and you pull it for game 7 in which you lose 4-3 in the garden in overtime a rehash of of game 5 right in which the bruins stormed back by the way the team that scored first in this series won all seven games that's a crazy, crazy stat. stat yeah
0: what was what was the th- there was another crazy stat that we saw i think it might have been in the av series um, I, I can't remember it but I mean the power play goals in that series were a dismal but keep going
1: I, that's I mean that's I think that's just it right that's uh, like I, I don't know why you pull him yeah of course you your your rookie goalie gives up g- gives up four goals in in a game seven or well, rookie goalie I don't know if I don't know if he's he's a rookie goalie but yeah your backup that you haven't played. You know, Lundqvist was talking on on the the um, whatever um, like but intermission show whatever whatever TNT puts on, and he was kept saying like, "Oh, this this he's not getting his feet set as a goalie. He's not getting his feet set. He's going down too early. He's he looks like he's nervous." Yeah, I'd be nervous too, right? (laughs) I haven't played all series. It's a game seven. It's 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 the best. You have the best team against uh, against a team that that didn't really that that yeah won the Presidents Trophy last year, um, didn't play well this year, but that's just that's that's the
2: hockey playoffs for you. So oh, correct. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, uh, you guys said previously when we did the NHL awards that Omark was the best goalie all season, right? That he's going to win is, the
1: award. Omark is a Vesna Trophy winner. Yes, correct.
2: Okay, so uh, just. Yeah. Game seven, you decide to pull him. That doesn't yeah. really, that doesn't really yeah. sound yeah. logical to me.
1: He's 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 a Vesna winner. I I don't know if there's like, I mean, you got to go with it. I, I I get it, right? If you don't like him and he loses in Game seven, that's a different conversation, right? Then you can say, oh, "Oops, I was wrong." But now everything comes on. I don't actually know who the Bruins coach is. Bruins coach uh, Jim Montgomery, apparently. Jim Montgomery. That's the Bruins head coach. Uh, So yeah, that's the Bruins head coach. Um, you you know why? Why in why in a game seven are you not going with your Vesna Trophy winner who has won big games for you all year long? You're, 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 you know, if if he wins, then think about game one, game two. You give Swaymark uh, some games, right? You give him some time right? And then you decide who the hot hand is from there. But you don't just throw a cold guy in in game 7. That's not how it works.
0: Bro. I <laughs> Was it this game where the goalie had the broken stick and he went to he oh no, I think that was the Edmonton Oilers
1: game. Yeah, so, that was the Oilers game. And that the was dude, the Oilers the dude, game. The dude missed or yeah, the, no, the dude buried the goal. The game. Kings
0: buried it. No, no. So I mean, the kid played admirably, right? He he got them into overtime, and they lost in overtime. And what was a good team goal? But you can't take the guy who's won you 40-plus games, who started almost 70 games for you in the season or some nonsense like that. And <laughs> just you can't bet him in game seven. That is – in a, going into a game seven at home, you cannot sap the confidence of your team by benching your stud goalie. Yep,
1: yep. And the co- and, and, and and for all the the guys that that like Boston had, that you, you kind of saw Jim Montgomery lose the bench a little bit. Like, oh, would, he, these playoff like something had to be happening behind the scenes because you had guys like David Pasternak, you had guys like Brad Marchand. Uh, Patrice Bergeron looking nervous on the ice, like just taking stupid, make, making stupid calls, taking stupid penalties. You got to, as a coach, you got to step in at that point. Just like we talked about, like Jared Bednar, right? You, you can't, you can't. Sometimes uber talented guys also need to be reminded that they're just players in this league as well, right? Or, yeah, or yeah. something needs, they need coaching.
0: Look, you had. A team with some all-time great veterans who have been there done that before.
1: Brad, I mean what, what was it? Marshawn had played in eight game sevens, has played in eight game sevens in his career.
0: I I wasn't sure how many he, he had played, but I was gonna say he's been in the league for 16 years. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yes, 16 years, you could probably cut that in half and pick the number of game sevens because they're pretty frequent in hockey. So I absolutely agree with that. Yes like and and here's the thing all year they were talking about winning it for Marchand who is out the door now cuz he's a free agent and i think Bergeron is also a free agent right right well, they've been playing together since like i'm also super happy by the way i hate the boston bruins <laughs> i'm also super happy that those guys are out the door but they they have been doing this for a very long time and somehow this coach had the ability to to take their confidence from them. And that is the opposite of what a coach is supposed to do. A coach is there for one thing and one thing only, right? You you present game plans and you instruct them on how to execute throughout the game and you make adjustments based on what's being done to you. The, The most important thing is you have to ensure every single guy from beginning to end, line one to line five, is confident. Because you know how people perform in pressure-packed situations. It's having the confidence to know you've been there, done that before. And benching Ulmark did the exact opposite.
1: Yep. Preach.
0: So, with that being said, we have the Florida Panthers taking on the Toronto Maple Leaves in the second round. Who do you guys have winning this division? Or uh, this matchup?
1: I think this is going to be a lot closer than people think. A lot, lot closer. Uh, in the regular season, the Maple Leafs won the series three to one, including wins in Florida both times. Two games went to overtime, though, and only one of these games was decided by more than one goal.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the President's Trophy winner from last year is still a very good, very good, very good ball club. They should not have been a wild card team this year. Um, so this is this is gonna be very very interesting. Look, Toronto's over one hump and they have the confidence to go. And now they're they're ho- and if Carolina wins, they're hosting through the end of the postseason. You yeah. know, uh, maybe not in the Stanley Cup Finals, but you you're gonna get four home games per series. Uh, Toronto, don't fuck this up. I have Toronto winning this.
2: Eric. Uh, Toronto barely learned how to win the first round. They're out. Florida's moving on. <laughs> oh
0: Jesus! I hate you, Eric. You said it was going to be a Canadian winner the other day, and now you're just going to just ignore oh, it. No, <laughs> he's going to fade the Canadians. <laughs> All right, Nick. I, I appreciate your time. We'll we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Have Goodbye. a very good night. Goodbye.
1: Tens and tens.
0: Eric and I are going to close out today's podcast with our NBA coverage. Eric, you get to pick. What side do you want to start on, east or west?
2: Uh, let's just start on the west.
0: All right. So we'll talk about the the one versus eight matchup, the Nuggets versus the Timberwolves. Denver ended up closing out 4-1. Any comments on that one?
2: Uh, they should have handled business in four, but they still got it done in five. So – they look, I, they look, they look deep, they look tough, they look like the number one seed that they deserved. And I think everybody's talking about this, that, this, that, LeBron, Curry, this, that. The nuggets are coming, baby. And they're coming hard. And of course, Chris Paul just got injured again. Live update. Chris Paul just got injured again. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we'll we'll touch base on the second round a little bit, but as Eric's alluding to, the uh, the perennial uh, hamstring pull that is Chris Paul—that is his nickname that I uh, use in all our hoops chat. Uh, Chris Paul cannot stay healthy. I will say this: the the final two games of the Minnesota-Denver series,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Anthony Edwards showed me something that I hadn't seen from him. All season long,
2: yes, he did. He did. He really did. He didn't take the full leap all season, like you were talking about all year, wanting him to see him take that leap. um He did expand on on that on that role, on that leadership, on that dog in those last two games. But you can't talk about that without talking about what happened after the game five. Plus.
0: Yeah, I'll let you open it up. Uh, it's a very disappointing situation. I. It, I will say I don't think it's intentional,
2: but... Yeah, but you have to have self... So, after the Game 5 loss, Anthony Edwards uh, was upset uh, and threw a chair that ended up injuring two uh, employees, two staff members of the... It was in...
0: I think it's. In, I think they worked for Nuggets Arena, or, like, yeah. they worked the arena, and maybe it wasn't necessarily, like, the training staff or anything like yeah. that, but it... it... So... Not he a good simple, look.
2: You got a simple battery case. Um, and I understand emotions are heated. But the thing is, man, is you have to be well rounded as the leader of a team. We've been, you and I kind of tagged along on that, have been saying that he needs to be the leader of this team, take the leap, take over control, be their go to guy. And to be that guy, your emotions have to be in check. Because in a game seven, you can't lose control like that.
0: Or in any game or at any time. Here's here's and I'm I'm gonna jump in here real quick and I'll I'll give it back to you. But this was a microcosm of what we saw from Minnesota all year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Just before the playing game, Jaden McDaniels punched a wall.
2: Broke his hand. He's out. Broke
0: his hand. He's out. Mm-hmm. Super valuable wing defender who's gonna play the best players in this league—the Jason Tatum's, the LeBron James, the Kevin Durant's, the, uh, you know, eh, oh my goodness, the Michael Porter Juniors, the Jamal Murray's, like the Kawhi Leonard's, the Paul Georges, the, the the Steph Curry's, the Clay Thompson's—like these are the persons that this dude was supposed to guard.
2: Yeah, but they didn't
0: have him for an entire series. Mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert punched Kyle Anderson go ahead yo no i'm just i'm just naming incidents right like and and this kind of goes to our memphis conversation which we'll get into here in a second but if you cannot control your team as a head coach gotta go you gotta go i know that chris finch is a good story and we want him to succeed and blah 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 but let's be fucking real here yeah they made a trade to be the one of the best teams in the Western Conference, and oh. they barely made the eight-seed. They barely made the eight-seed and then fell apart because there was no accountability in that locker room. This is this is this literally the same locker room that we had Jimmy Butler beat a group of guys with the G-League squad. Yeah. And this
2: and that is story the, started circulating as soon as this happened.
0: This is this exactly, exactly. This is the same squad that signed Maple Jordan to a five year full max contract, fully guaranteed, expecting him to make the leap. Mm -hmm. Not, hey, he made the leap, let's pay him. We're expecting you to make the leap. Yeah. And now he's a championship winner. And if Steph Curry wasn't Steph Curry, he might have been an NBA Finals MVP.
2: And arguably he should have been. Oh, because, no, Steph, I mean Steph Curry should have won it,
0: but like it, yeah, was, but it, you have to, it, it not was to close
2: not to roll into that conversation, but you gotta you cannot underestimate what he did on the defensive end for them.
0: Yeah, but he Steph Curry balled out in that series.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. All right. <laughs> he did, bro. He yeah. did. He undressed the backcourt of the Celtics. I, I will give you that. The the voting was closer than it should have been. Um, but that just speaks to the quality of talent that Andrew Wiggins is. But there are some question marks here in this Minnesota, and, and it's not good.
2: Yeah. It's, think- it's not good. I think they need to reassess go and well, they're going to reassess. They're going to realize that trade was idiotic. They're going to realize they are going to have to move somebody. And for, for, for Ant Edwards to, to develop into who he has to be, you they're going to have to build around him better. And Finch, I know you said it's a great story. This is not a personal attack on Finch. He's never done anything wrong, said anything wrong, whatever. I just don't think he's, you got to have the biggest dick in the room to lead men like this. I didn't
0: think he was the guy when they hired him. So yeah. you you ain't saying anything that's going to make me sad or offended or yeah. I, I wanted him to be successful as I want every coach, every draft pick, every, everybody. <laughs> I want to see them shine. I would love to see that dude. I, I want Will. I want Will Levis to be the fucking guy for Tennessee, bro. Like I would really love to see that just because people doubted him. And the story is that much better. Is it, is it gonna Is it going to happen? Probably not. Uh, Yeah. But this, 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 if Minnesota doesn't think they should trade Carl Anthony Towns now, Minnesota is in purgatory purgatory for the next decade.
2: I mean, even if they trade them, like, they're not going to get back what they gave up. It's not going to happen. So –
0: it doesn't matter it does not matter about getting back what you gave up it matters about building a team yeah that yes it matters about building a team that is going to compete for what you want to win nobody wants yeah. to win playing games nobody wants to win playing games if you have to do it you have to do it it still gives you a shot Denver Nuggets didn't want to play a playing game this year the Los Angeles Lakers didn't want to play a playing game this year. The Chicago the Bulls didn't want to play. They didn't want to play a playing game, you know what I mean? Mm. You know, Denver Nuggets handled business, got the one seed. Chicago Bulls, LA did not. They had to play in playing and and hope the 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 basketball gods smiled on them. So it's crazy. Uh shout out to Denver Nuggets getting the job done and taking and moving on to the Conference Finals. They are currently taking on the uh Phoenix Suns, who defeated the Clippers in the same amount of games 4-1. Um be- before I hand it over to you, Eric, this was this says Phoenix won 4 one. It-, it was so much closer than that. So yeah. much closer. This was a much more competitive series than the
2: overall output says. Uh, oh, yeah. What, what are your thoughts? So what you said, 4-1, yeah, it looks bad. But keep in mind, they were in most of those games without their two best players. Right? Chris uh, – not Chris Bob, ooh, uh Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. <laughs> once both got <laughs> Yeah. No, once upon a time, yeah. But it, – it, uh, The biggest takeaway I got from this, I'm not going to go here and say what Stephen A said about that they need to force him to retire, but they need to legitimately take into consideration this man is not going to be available for us. And I know that I have a history of hating on him, so I don't want that to bleed into this, but you got to look at it from a business standpoint. You're not there when we need you. You're not ever there when we need you. You got to move on from him. I'm sorry. It's not because I hate him. It's not because of any of that. It's because from a GM standpoint, I've invested $40 million a year into you, and I'm getting $5 million worth of play. Ah, $20 50, million worth of play. Get, All right. He's getting Jordan
0: Poole level of play. It, he's getting it, Jordan Poole level of
2: play. In game one and two, he showed Dog. Us why he's worth $40 million a year.
0: The reason why I defend him, uh, games one and two, uh Kawhi Leonard showed us, but yeah, uh games three, four, five. Uh he showed us why I don't obvi- I don't I don't stand on that hill. I'll present a counter argument, but if someone wants to sure. beat me over the head with it, I, I'm gonna say yeah. Oh yeah, you're you're right, absolutely. And and that is
2: <sighs> big biggest takeaway I got from that series. And this is, I'm just going to sum it up like this. The Suns are weak outside of Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and they got exposed. And I think it's, I think it's uh bye-bye birdie for the Suns in this next series.
0: So yeah. So before we move any further, we actually, we actually forgot to to touch on what, what we kind of put together. Uh, I had sent some other names to you. We didn't get it added to the document, but it, it's neither here nor there. We're gonna discuss the, the injuries of the first round real quick, Eric. So yeah. Um Eric put this list together. Um NBA injuries slash suspensions in the playoffs. Uh so that way we can include include Draymond Green into the situation. But uh Giannis Antetokounmpo uh missed he, he played like eleven minutes in game one, missed two and three, played in four and five, and lost in five games total. Uh, Jimmy Butler sprained his ankle. Actually, hold on. Jimmy Butler hurt his back. Yeah. Yeah. Here, you want to walk us through this? You can.
2: I mean, I don't remember all the injuries. I just I'm oh, okay. uh, kind of piecing along with it. But Jimmy, I think he hurt his back, um, and he did sprain the ankle in a game. But he actually kept playing that game because he's such a dog. But Jimmy That was the la-
0: that was the last game. Jimmy sprained his ankle against yeah. the Knicks. Uh he hurt his back, missed missed game 4 which the Heat still won. Um yeah. Victor Oladipo, Victor Oladipo uh what was it? Torn uh no, he uh, patellar tendon. Oh, Patella patellar tendon. Yeah. Um god. I I he, We yeah. went he he is this generation's. Uh, you know, Grant Hill still had a, a great career, but he's this generation's kind of Grant Hill type player. T Mac, I think more
2: like I think more Brandon Roy because he had like two or three years, and then after that, it was just injury after injury after injury. That's where yeah, Grant, but Brandon Brandon our careers.
0: Brandon Roy, yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree with that. But Brandon Roy only played five years; he was done. Like if I'm not mistaken, it was like five to seven years, maybe. So maybe you're, maybe that's more correct. Yeah. So Victor Oladipo going the way of Brandon Roy, I mean, he went from promising to Jesus, bro. Like everyone's just hoping he doesn't get hurt and. When he gets when he gets close to being healthy, you see the flashes again. That's what's so sad about the situation. Like he yeah. is good at basketball. Like that's what's so tragic about it. Uh, Tyler Hero yeah. broke his hand in Game One, the same game that Giannis got hurt in. Uh, Joel Embiid was targeted by the Brooklyn Nets, hurt his back and tore his meniscus, and it's looking like it might be much worse than that. Where he's actually going to need a postseason uh, pre- uh, post. Postseason procedure. procedure.
2: Um, any comments? I want the NBA to look into to that. <laughs> no, because this isn't 80s, 90s basketball anymore. You can't let these fools fly around the court and not call fouls, and then because it's playoff time, people are targeting Joel, falling towards his knee, making sure he can't do his patented tuck and roll when he falls. It's just little shit like that. And, like, this is a franchise player. This is a $50 million man like I, dude, He's about to be the league MVP fight, if i could fist fight every single Brooklyn nets brooklyn nets player i would take that risk i'd probably die but i would take that risk just to get at least one lick especially you know what i'm not even going to get into it let's keep going with the injuries cuz fucking puts uh
0: draymond green was suspended because uh demontis sabonis grabbed his leg And so him trying, him trying to step over and out of the way, ended up stepping down on him. But hey, grab my leg! You're gonna get hit, bro. Like I don't care where we are, what we're doing. Like so, it's kind of bullshit. And and then to watch the bonus, the whole series, um, be. Pretty dirty when it came to actually playing the game of basketball. It it was a pretty tough pill to swallow, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, Gary Payton, the second. I mean, he's played all all postseason, but he missed up until like three days, three or four, sorry, three or four games before the postseason started. Kawhi Leonard, as we just touched on, um, his degenerative knee Uh, flared up again he's probably gonna need uh he's probably gonna need surgery again tore his meniscus again um paul george had a serious leg injury in the in the post in the actual regular season and in order for him to come back he would have needed to have gotten the second round wasn't gonna happen dearon fox uh broke his thumb
2: he did but he was also suspended
0: De'Aaron Fox was
2: suspended, wasn't he? Suspended for no, that was Dejounte. Never mind. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox is dumb. Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry. I yeah. thought he was the
2: one that got into the beef with the ref, but it was not.
0: No, I apologize. No, no, D- different point, different fast point guard. Um yeah. John ja Morant uh, broke his hand in the Lakers Grizzlies series, which kind of cemented the the Lakers win. But uh Lakers fans want to bitch about the Celtics being lucky uh despite the fact that the grizzlies were also missing brandon clark and steven adams and for the final two games of the series luke Kennard had a shoulder injury and couldn't play but yeah it's just the celtics who are lucky um
2: and, and just on that point really quickly I, we'll, we'll talk about it later but what was the one reason why the lakers won the series Rebounding. what do steven adams and brandon clark do
1: <laughs>
0: rebound like a motherfucker, bro. <laughs>
2: Let's keep pushing, fucking Lakers. Uh,
0: Dejounte Murray, uh, Eric Sky, um, the boneheaded play, uh, bumped a referee, um, after I do agree, he they had the Hawks had some tough calls to swallow in that in Game Four, uh, but you cannot do what you did. It's it's stupid, yeah. um. Especially if you've already lost the game, what are you winning at that point? Uh, nothing. You won. Uh, you won the ability to pay the NBA about twenty five thousand dollars of your hard earned money. So congratulations, to you, sir. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, we touched on, punched the wall, knucklehead. Nas Reed unfortunately, the guy the guy who gave me the confidence to say the Minnesota Timberwolves might have been a problem in the postseason. I said this like two weeks before the postseason was happening when Carl Anthony Towns came back and they had their full compliment. I was like, yo, this team might actually be a, a, a team that can cause some problems. And then Nas Reed went down, had a season-ending uh, knee injury, Uh, Then Jaden McDaniels and the Rudy Gobert back spasms and the punch to Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson actually got hurt in game four of the Minnesota Timberwolves game, so we don't actually have him on here. Kyle Anderson got hit in the face by Anthony Edwards on a defensive play where they were both collapsing on a driver, and Anthony Edwards hit him in the face. He missed game five. They lose. They're eliminated. Uh, Jericho Sims, I didn't actually know he was hurt uh so jericho sims for the pelicans didn't know he was hurt that makes a lot more sense why they had issues rebounding quentin grimes i think quentin grimes was hurt in game one for the heat still i don't remember what happened to him it might have been a hamstring or something like that uh campaign which is the reason why the chris ball injury is a big deal for phoenix because campaign's already hurt and out um luke Kennard. And uh and then as we just said, Chris Paul got hurt. I know we're missing some people.
2: I'm trying to run through it. I don't if if any come back to me while we're while we're going through the episode, I'll I'll point out injuries through the series, but I think I, I, I think we covered most of them.
0: Yeah, so we're getting into the Suns Clippers. We just talked about the injuries. The Suns ended up winning 4-1. You know, it's kind of chalk, but it did raise some questions for the Phoenix Suns as as far as their validity as an actual legitimate contender, adding KD. Um, Their depth took a big-time hit when they took it, and they don't have the assets necessarily available to them to fill that depth uh, in the postseason. I mean, in the offseason. So, currently, the Phoenix Suns are down 2-0 to the Denver Nuggets. And the Denver Nuggets might be the quietest one seed in the history of the NBA. Um, a fun little fact that we'll release or that we'll get into later is about the seeds that have advanced. But um, who do you have winning between the Nuggets and Suns? I mean, you already have inside baseball.
2: Nuggets. gentlemen, sweet at this point.
0: Gentleman sweep at this point. Chris Paul's injury. Yeah, I I think it's pretty fair. So we had a buddy of ours uh, just this weekend say that. He doesn't even think it's particularly close. And uh, two games in, two games in, he's already been uh, kind of vindicated because, you know, they gave the Nuggets all they could handle in this game defensively, right? I think the Nuggets barely cracked 100 or they, they didn't even crack 100, but they still won by 10 or 12. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting dichotomy. I think Denver wins and advances. It's not even per- particularly close. So that's the one versus four matchup. So now we have the, We'll move on to the uh, final two series of the first round in the Western Conference. The Sacramento Kings, the God, God bless them, the 16 year. Uh, streak breaker of not qualifying for the postseason, the number three seed Sacramento Kings had the unfortunate draw of playing the number six seed Golden State defending champion Warriors in a best of seven series. And if I tell you this series had it all, I don't think I, I think I would still be selling it short Um, game one. The Warriors missed a shot. Yeah, Andrew win, to
2: win. Oh, Harrison Barnes, right?
0: No, no. Who missed Andrew the shot? Wiggins. Andrew, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins missed the shot. shot. Yeah. Uh Andrew Wiggins missed the shot. Was it was game one or game two. It, it doesn't really matter. Um and then the the Kings went on to win the second game. So they they held serve at home against a team that was Notoriously yeah. bad on the road. Notoriously bad on the road. I believe if you factor in the two postseason wins that they had this this series against the Kings and one in Game Five and one in Game Seven, uh, so that should give you the spoilers as to who won, who advanced. Um, it gives them 12, 12 road wins for the season, even with two in the postseason. Um, so Game One. Andrew Wiggins misses the shot. Golden State thinks, hey, we could barely easily have had that game. Game two, the Kings handle business. It's not close. Uh Draymond gets suspended in game two. Game three: Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney, Gary Payton the second. Uh, they all take it pretty fucking personally that everyone had sold them out and that Sacramento was going to win this game because Draymond was out. And low and bold, one of the teams with the best home records held serve at home in game three. Steph Curry reminded everyone who he was a bad fucking man and made this a 2 1 series. Game four. Draymond Draymond comes back volunteers to come off the bench to get Jordan Poole who is significantly better as a ball player when he starts versus coming off the bench to give him the opportunity to start and get rhythm in the game. The Warriors pulled that out and I believe it was 126-124 or 126-125. That's the
2: Harrison Barnes miss game.
0: Harrison Barnes ends up with a wide-open three-point shot after Steph Curry drives De'Aaron Fox into Draymond Green and forces the ball to be kicked. Harrison Barnes hits a clanker back rim. Golden State moves back to Sacramento, tied 2-2. Golden State goes into game five and does Golden State Things doesn't even feel That close and golden State wins and goes back to Golden State with a 3-2 lead At this point we think it's a wrap We think The inexperienced sacramento kings The much maligned mike brown We think about Demontis sabonis Who's disappeared on the offensive uh, And despite all and Can't seem to secure A rebound despite leading the league In rebounds this year Um Come into Golden State and put in a performance for the ages. Malik Monk balled off the bench. De'Aaron Fox did his thing despite having the injured thumb, and they forced a Game Seven, mm-hmm. and uh, and he forced a Game Seven into in, into Sacramento. And Golden State handled business. They won by like twenty or thirty.
2: They just showed their championship pedigree. For a franchise that hasn't been in the playoffs in 16 years, they just didn't have the experience or the know-how. Even their best players, Darren Fox, hadn't played in the playoffs. DeMontis Sabonis, when he was in the playoffs with the Pacers, wasn't the Demontis Sabonis that we see now. They just need to grow. They'll come back and be better. But this wasn't the series. But this wasn't the Game 7 for them to win, in my opinion, honestly. their
0: inexperience an experience showed in Game yeah. 7. That was the yeah. first time all series it showed, mm-hmm. and it showed bad. Yeah. And, and Golden State undressed them, and and it was it was pretty bad. So we'll mo- we'll move on. Golden State advances, uh, wins the series four or three. We'll move on to the two versus seven matchup, which went six games. But Lakers fans have got to be kicking themselves that they did not win this in four. Yeah, uh, we already talked about the the, the Grizzlies injuries, and and in the Lakers still struggled. They lost a game to the Grizzlies without John Morant. They allowed John Morant to score twenty seven straight, or or some ridiculous number in a oh loss. Goodness. I think it was over twenty two. Twenty two was oh. the last message I sent. I think they okay. he's I think he hit like twenty five or or twenty seven before it. And the the Lakers won that game. Then the Grizzlies won the next game, and Lakers closed out at home in Game Five. LeBron quit, didn't have it. Said I'm going home. Uh, you guys can have this one. Um, he played like shit all game long. Uh, there's been a lot of games where LeBron played very terribly, but the Lakers ended up winning 4-2. You got any thoughts on that one?
2: Uh, it went 6, but if you look at the game scores, they alternated between one blowout to another blowout. Um, I think the proverbial switch that LeBron teams have is, is more of a myth than it is anything else, and I think Golden State is not a team... That you should have a switch on/off button. You should be on full go at all times. This is going to be a tough matchup for the Lakers.
0: If if LeBron throw if LeBron phones in a game, these Lakers are going to have a hard time winning this series. 1000%. He had the ability to do it against the Grizzlies, and more power to him to do it. That's perfectly fine. You cannot do this against the Warriors.
2: The the childness, the immaturity the stupidity of the Grizzlies is not going to be present. There's not going to be a guy talking shit to LeBron. There's not going to be fucking dirty plays happening. This is going to be the Golden State Warriors who have won four championships with their core three still together. Core three? Yeah, core three, right? Yeah, their core three still together with their bomb-ass head coach. Kevon Looney is not a punk-ass B. He's going to be in there clanging and banging with them, getting boards. I actually think Golden State wins this in six or
0: maybe in five, but we'll see. All right. So that that already answers the next question. Who wins the six versus seven matchup? We've yet to have a game played. They will start tomorrow. Uh, Eric has the Warriors and I'm going to stick with the pick that I had. I think the Lakers win and uh, move on to the conference finals. We'll go ahead and move into the two versus seven matchup in the East. The Boston Celtics struggled with the Atlanta Hawks, despite undressing them in four wins Um, and this just goes to what we talk about all the time, Boston, if they're on and hitting threes, unbeatable, Yeah. if Boston, if you force them to win any other way is the worst two seed, I don't know, maybe in NBA history.
2: I mean, the Utah jazz existed at some point as a two seed somewhere.
0: Yeah, kidding. but that that was which way with Malone <laughs> and Stockton or <laughs> all of them or so, Donovan Mitchell. I, I, I just it just bothers me the inconsistency that comes out of the Boston Celtics game, literally from game one to game two, and so th- that's purely coaching. And Emeka Doka's out, who took them to the Eastern Conference Finals, and Joe Mazzulla's in. And I'll tell you this. Uh, They wish they had the Utah Jazz's head coach, Will Hardy, who was on their bench backing up Emi Adoka last year because Joe Mazzula looks drastically outclassed. Quinn Snyder should not have been able to win two games versus Joe Mazzula's squad. And he won a game (laughs) where DeJounte Murray wasn't playing.
2: Look, this is the playoffs. You can't afford losses like that. You gotta you gotta bite down, you gotta cut the throat, like double tap, whatever it is, you gotta close teams out. Um they're in a whole world of trouble. We'll talk about it later, but they're in a whole world of trouble now, considering things that the events that happen. But they do have that same I don't know if it's an on off switch with the Celtics, but they don't show up sometimes, including Mamba Light, black Ma- or the you know the the Black Mamba Light, like he has games where he just doesn't show up. You
0: know? I have to, I might have to take it back, bro. <laughs> yeah,
2: this this,
0: this this postseason, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you, you triggered my fucking my own comment, bro. Yeah. Like he shoots threes or he drives to the bucket. The the mid range that Jason Tatum showed us that he plays like Kobe, mm-hmm. he's abandoned. If you watch Jason Tatum playing this postseason, I know you've watched some, but maybe you haven't picked up on, on what I'm talking about. Watch him not take mid-range jumpers. He refuses to work to his spot to take his. Jason Tatum, 6'7", six, 6'8". Six,
2: Pick your spot. Pull up. He
0: could get a mid-range jumper all day long, and nobody can contest in any way, shape, or form that's going to make it difficult. But for some reason... He wants to drive to the basket, right, to get free throws, which is which is awesome, which is why his free throw rate has gone up this year. Or he wants to shoot the sexy three pointer that Steph Cur- Steph Curry's created. I will die on the hill that to win a championship you need to be able to be efficient from mid range. You need one guy that can get you an easy bucket from the mid range because that's the hardest spot to defend. Jason yeah. Tatum's abandoned it, yeah. so. Shout out to Celtics for for handling business against the Hawks 4-2. We'll move into the Sixers-Nets series, which was the only sweep of the first round, but it cost them. The Brooklyn Nets (coughs) coached this game all wrong. Uh, All I know is that I watched this series be coached, and Jacques Vaughn is not a good coach. I will die on that hill to the end of time. He could win an NBA Finals. (laughs) I will die on that hill. But I'll turn it over to you so you can discuss
2: well, I mean, on the Jack Vaughn thing, like just to hear him, to hear him like endorse the dirty play, to hear him endorse, like, look, there's a difference between being physical and then just trying to go hurt somebody. They knew they didn't, they didn't, they knew they had no fight in this game. They knew they uh, maybe they thought it would be a gentleman's sweep. It wasn't. We were too big. We were too fast. we were too strong. We shoot the best three point percentage all year. We're the best three point shooting team. Uh, we actually played defense, which I didn't realize. I think it's because of Jojo being anchoring it, but um, I didn't think we were as high as we were actually ranked, which I think was six defensively this year. Um, but I, I mean, one and two seeds should probably handle and sweep gentlemen, sweep. three seed should have a little bit of a tougher time, but this was not the Brooklyn nets that, that earned that six seed. This was the Brooklyn nets that was broken apart and barely hung on to the playoffs. So um. Sh- Should have been a sweep, was a sweep. Nothing else to say except for the fact that it cost us possibly the MVP from being at 100% for the rest of the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Uh, Losing record post-trade deadline. Uh, Thanks for playing, Brooklyn Nets. Here's to a bright future. Uh, So Philadelphia is taking on the Boston Celtics. Game one happened today. Take us through it and then give us who wins the series.
2: Uh, So we're without Joel Embiid. And this is what I said earlier about – Boston missed on opportunity. So today was game one. JoJo's out for game one, most likely going to be back for game two. But if you close out and you handle business like you're supposed to, you get two to three games without Joel Embiid on the court, which is – look, I'm not saying they're scared of us. I'm not saying they should be scared of us, but I'm saying it's an advantage. You want any advantage you can to win, right? But they show up game one without JoJo. A tightly contested game. James Harden puts up 45 points um the celtics did exactly what you said about relying on the three-year driving the mid-range kind of disappeared uh and the the sixers got a win without joel Embiid, which does not bode well for the celtics i still think this series goes six and i i, I want to pick the sixers and six and i want to say it but like, then just pick it there's that tiny voice in my head but i'm going sixers and six especially because the mvp's coming back
0: Yeah, I'm sick of hearing about how the Celtics have the Sixers number, right? It doesn't make any sense how people can use the past series and the past series in in which they unfolded. Circumstance dictates series. Ask the Los Angeles Clippers with Chris Paul, right? Ask Ask the Houston Rockets with James Harden versus Golden State. Uh, Ask the Golden State Warriors versus the Toronto Raptors in the NBA Finals. Circumstances dictate output. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid didn't play for basically all of one series. Ben Simmons didn't play for all of one series. Joel Embiid got hurt in that series, finished it out, but he was playing by himself with no one else on the team right? So you cannot use those as anecdotal evidence. Everyone loves to say Boston has their number. I was like, Boston hasn't played the Philadelphia 76ers. They haven't. They haven't played the Philadelphia 76ers. And here's the thing. They're down a game and they still have not played the Philadelphia 76ers.
2: Yeah. I mean, Doc is doing a hell of a job with whatever he's doing, coaching these guys up without JoJo.
0: Yeah, and I'm sick of the Doc slander. I've defended this hill. He is a good team. He has the worst luck, including right now. He's coached Chris Paul in the postseason, and he's co- coaching Joel Embiid now in the postseason. He got the dub. He, this is what I'm saying. Like I'm so sick of hearing about this Boston Philly fucking uh, mismatch when no one wants to talk talk about what happened in those games.
2: Yeah. I mean, we had a player forget how to play basketball.
0: It's unreal. That's why I say it every time. Every time it's brought up, anytime you bring it up as a talking point, it literally sets me off because it's like, are we not watching this series? The Grizzlies don't lose to the Warriors if John ja Morant doesn't get hurt, right? And that's without Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark. If John ja Morant doesn't get hurt, the Grizzlies don't lose to the Lakers. Yeah. But if Brandon Clark and Stephen Adams are healthy, they win. Andri- injuries are a part of it. We so can't say they win,
2: but it's a it's a different game. It's a different series.
0: It's a different series, and they probably win because that's the team that got them the two seed. True. So, I get it. Injuries are a part of the postseason, but stop fucking factoring in post postseasons when you don't want to discuss what actually happened to get them in those situations. Yeah, I think the Sixers have a brilliant chance to make the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Yeah, but it all factors on one thing: Joel babe is Joel Embiid good after what the Brooklyn Nets did to him?
2: I hope so, man. And
0: we'll I find really out. I hope so. We'll find out. So Eric has the Sixers advancing all abstain. I had the Celtics pre pre-show, pre show pre postseason so obviously that's still my pick but i don't think that it's as one-sided as people love to to say it is so let's move on to the four versus five matchup the cavaliers lose the knicks four one uh i'll sum this this series up very very quickly there is one inefficient player who can get a bucket on the cleveland cavaliers and no other offensive threats none whatsoever not a single one darius garland i don't know what happened to you Maybe you acquiesced to Donovan Mitchell too much, but you're one of the smaller backcourt duos and one of the worst defensive backcourt duos. And mm-hmm. and inefficient scoring, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen disappeared, and the small port forward position gave J.B. Bickerstaff almost no production. Uh, and to the point where J.B. Bickerstaff, I would be shocked if he's not fired. A Shout was, out to New York. It, it, it was, was not bad. good. We thought this was going to be a, one of the better series, and this one ended four-one, and not even a partic- particularly good four-one. Um, yeah. Julius Randle sprained his ankle like four games before the postseason started, and the Cleveland Cavaliers
2: still dudded like this. He was a shell of himself in this series, not a shell. And he missed, still, and he but he missed games, yeah. and he and he didn't. He he's not the Julius Randle that. That we've all grown to love, and also people need to stop slandering him. You said it earlier a couple of days ago, but people were slandering him like he didn't have a broken fucking ankle two weeks ago.
0: But the Next dude was not. Him. The dude was not playing, and he said, "I'm playing game one," and and has put up very good numbers on a sprained ankle, and then got hurt in game five. And missed game one versus the Heat series. Guess who you fucking missed, Knicks fans? A bum-leg Julius Randle. That's who you missed. Congratulations for all that shit talk. You deserve every bit of fucking dumb shit coming your way if you lose the series, you fucking assholes. Uh, But that's what it is. I'm out on Donovan Mitchell. I've been out on Donovan Mitchell. I've sat here and talked about Donovan Mitchell for four or five years with you specifically and and it's come you're coming my way you're slowly coming my way jonathan mitchell made all nba this year right it's probably first team and you mm. still saw the you still saw it in the postseason
2: it's just it when you when you see a player that's inefficient you hope that they work on that right <laughs> you, you hope that you take your talent as a scorer and you learn how to do it efficiently and then you become a great NBA player. What you don't do is just continue to do the same bullshit that got you the number one seed in Utah and eliminated from the playoffs in the second round every year. So I mean, <laughs> look, it's just, it's just, it's. I'm at the age where I realize, like, like these young kids get to this league and they don't do what it takes. Look at Giannis's development. Look at JoJo's development. I'm not talking about just their physical, like their their skill set. Look how they change their bodies. Look how much work and dedication they put into being who they are on top of perfecting their craft, on top of changing their diet and changing their workout routines. There's so much that goes into this. You heard J.J. Redick talk about his offseason routine and it's why he didn't come back to the league. I guarantee you Donovan Mitchell does not have that because if he did, he wouldn't be as inefficient at basketball. So that's where I leave it at that. Fucking efficient basketball players.
0: Yeah, and in this day and age where where people don't watch the games and then they look at the box scores and then they sit there and try to tell you about who's the best and who isn't the best, it, it's very, very comical when you ask them, all right, who made game-winning plays in that game, right? That's what you need to look at. You need to in, – in, in an era where increased pace of play, more possessions, right, the best players handle the rock even more than ever before – you need to look at who's making winning plays. Yeah. And that's why Jalen Brunson took the Knicks to the second round and Donovan Mitchell did not. Thanks. And that's what it is. So we'll get into one versus eight seed for the Milwaukee Bucks versus Miami Heat, which was probably the absolute biggest shocker. Uh, the, The NBA introduced a Trophy. Eric, can you give me the name for this one? I think it might be the Maurice Pod Pavlov uh, trophy, because he was the first commissioner of the NBA. But to the to the team who wins the most regular season wins gets this trophy. The Milwaukee the, Bucks were
2: the Maurice podolov
0: podolov yeah. He's he was the first commissioner of the NBA. So the Maurice podolov trophy, um, was awarded to the Milwaukee Bucks, who had the best overall record in the entire National Basketball Association, taking on the Miami Heat 7th seed, who lost a play-in game to the Atlanta Hawks, who we just crushed. Uh, and And somehow Miami Heat went from an offense who couldn't score points to one of the most efficient offenses. Actually, Excuse me. The most efficient offense and most productive offense in the postseason first round was the Miami Heat. That was literally night and day. The Miami yeah. Heat won the series four one. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the two time MVP, um, former MVP, what went down eleven minutes of the game one. Just like Tyler Hero, so you can't use it as an excuse, right? Tyler Hero still scored 20 points for the Miami Heat, uh, and then no one else for the Heat could score 20 points for, for them. Uh, and and so both teams lost impact players, and the Heat yeah. won that game. Game two, the Bucks responded with the talent that they have. Drew Holiday went fucking bananas. Brooke Lopez did Brooke Lopez things, and the rest of the, the supporting cast made plays tied 1-1. The Miami Heat went on to win game 3, went on to win game 4, and went on to close the Milwaukee Bucks out in game 5 in Milwaukee. Giannis was back for games 4 and game 5, and I believe he put up a triple double in both. So I think he, there's. I'm looking at so there, So there is no... There is no argument you can say that, yeah, well, Giannis was hurt. Yes, Giannis is hurt. But you know who's hurt right now? LeBron James is hurt. You know who's hurt right now? Steph Curry is hurt. You know who's hurt right now? Jimmy Butler's hurt right now. You know who's hurt right now? Julius Randle's hurt right now. You know who's hurt right now? Chris Paul's hurt right now. It's the NBA fucking playoffs. There's a reason why we open discussing all the injuries that we've seen to all the players that we've seen in this postseason.
2: Giannis put up 38 and 20 in the elimination game. And people are still like, well,
0: Giannis was hurt. 38 and 20 doesn't scream hurt to me. Like I know he might have been hurt, but that's still, he's the only player who played in games four and five for the Bucks. Everyone else fucking choked. Yeah. Damn. So, 38 and 20,
2: that's wild.
0: I'm calling it now. Mike Budenholzer is gonna get fired. I will, I'm willing to lock that in. Mike Budenholzer will get fired, and that there are gonna be significant changes made to this team. This team is too old, it's too slow, and they're relying on too many non-young competitors to pr- produce big-time minutes for them. Yep. And so this Bucks team is in flux. Shout out the Miami Heat. At, excuse me. Shout out Jimmy Butler for carrying exactly. the Miami Heat. It's just not a team effort. It's a
2: solo effort.
0: Into the second round. Chicago, you should fucking miss me for saying that Jimmy Butler can never be the guy. Minnesota, you should miss me for picking Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns over Jimmy Butler. And uh, Philadelphia, you picked Tob- Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler.
2: And Ben Simmons.
0: He, more importantly, yeah, you probably the, – the, the obvious one is you picked Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler. Those personalities couldn't exist, coexist. He warned you. Philadelphia. Jimmy Butler warned you, mm-hmm.
2: and you did not I, listen. I have nothing but the utmost respect and love for Jimmy. I wish the Sixers would have extended him. Um, there's no like, I'm I'm not mad that he's gone. It is what it is. I'm he went to a fucking finals, and uh, he's on his way to possibly making it to an Eastern Conference Finals this year. So shout out to him, dude. He's a fucking dog, and I love him.
0: Yeah, I was trying to find if I can't find the stats. So here, here's uh, Jimmy Butler's stats. 42-4 assists, 8 rebounds. Uh, 56 points, 2 assists, 9 rebounds. This is going uh, most closeout game to game 1. Uh, 30 yeah. points, 4 assists, 5 rebounds, 2 steals. 25 points, 3 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 steals. That's the game they lost. Uh, so he didn't score over 30 in the game. They lost 35 points, 11 assists, five rebounds, three steals.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That was what – and he averaged 37.6 points, six rebounds, 4.8 assists, 60% from the field, and 44% from three against Milwaukee Bucks. All right, so uh, who do you have winning the Heat versus Nick series? Uh, the Heat. You have the uh, Heat I, I winning
2: it. Yeah, it's no disrespect to the Knicks. Um I just think Jimmy man like who who's going to stop that man right now? Who's going <laughs> to who's a- going to match who's going to match that level of play? Who's got that dog in him?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Play. There's concerns he misses game too though.
2: Oh, well fuck me, I didn't know that. But if if Jimmy <laughs> plays the entire series, he wins. He might drop a game or two, but if he plays the whole series, uh they win, if not
0: Uh, obviously the Knicks win. Yeah, I I kind of
2: want the Knicks to win because you know if we can get to the Celtics, we just bully up on the Knicks. But anyway, we I digress.
0: (laughs) So you so that's a great question. So you would rather face the Knicks versus the Heat?
2: Would I rather face Michael Jordan's son or a bunch of scrubs (laughs) from New York? I'm taking the scrubs from New York. (laughs)
0: all right you're in here first ladies and gentlemen so eric has the nuggets beating the suns he has the warriors beating the lakers he has the 76ers beating the celtics and he has the heat beating the knicks although he wishes the knicks would beat the heat um that gives us our conference finals matchups of philadelphia versus miami a three versus eight and it gives us a denver versus golden state matchup a one versus six fun fact for all the teams that have advanced from the second round, we have 1-1 one, one seed, 1-2 one, seed, 1-3 seed, 1-4 seed, 1-5 seed, 1-6 seed, 1-7 seed, and 1-8 seed. First time in NBA history that a postseason has had one of every seed advance.
2: Phenomenal. I love it. I love it, dude. I'm here for the chaos.
0: Uh, dude, trust me. I'm an agent of chaos. I love this. The The Celtics-Sixers series is is just mouthwatering, right? Rivals, Heat, Knicks, Rivals, uh, Nuggets, Suns. I mean, Jokic versus Kevin Durant. I mean, you. there's nothing else you have to say there, right? No, Suns are just removed from a Western... I mean, NBA Finals, and they have a two-time MVP on the Nuggets. And then you have the Go- Golden State Warriors versus the Los Angeles Lakers. You have... The penultimate California team of the last decade, uh, or sorry, the ultimate California team of the last decade versus the penultimate California team of the last decade in Los Angeles Lakers. You have Steph Curry versus LeBron James.
2: You have uh, Steph, Steph Curry, Le- aka the LeBron
0: Killer. <laughs> yeah, uh, Steph Curry is fifteen and seven in his career versus LeBron James in playoff matchups. Uh, Steph Curry is look. This series is going to be intense. Steph Curry is going for his fifth title. LeBron is going for his fifth title. And Anthony, the- Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah, if I was a Sixers fan, I'd be talking the same shit, bro. Anthony Davis is looking like a crazy defensive anchor. Draymond Green is a crazy defensive anchor, right? This series is going to be must-see television. Of the last of the highest rate of the highest rated 27 games of the last decade plus, Steph Curry has been in every single one of them.
2: Unreal, dude! Unreal. That man is something else.
0: He is a ratings star, and you pair him in a series versus LeBron James, you're going to see some ratings numbers be shattered.
2: Yeah. It's gonna be
0: epic. It's gonna be epic, and I still think my favorite silly series is the Boston Philly series.
2: There's just so much bad blood there. Like it's gonna get feisty. I mean, <laughs> PJ Tucker might be suspended for Game Two for for knocking Jason Tatum in the ding dong. Uh, you know, there's it's it's already getting heated, and it's Game One, so uh, it's gonna be a. Joel Yo- a- Embiid has the the not.
0: Go yeah, go ahead. I cut you off. It's going to be
2: a fun series for everybody else. I'm going to be stressing. I'm going to be a fucking nightmare to live with for the next few, you know, week or two, Jermaine, but it's still going to be a fun series.
0: Yeah. I refuse to watch Sixers games with Eric's (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Uh, Dude. all, All I'm saying is the Sixers are up one game and Joel Embiid has not stepped on the court. Oh, this series is about to fucking heat up. So uh, look, you p- pick your poison for these series. They're all fantastic. I love the Heat Knicks matchup. I feel like a lot of the new age basketball fans don't really appreciate that matchup the way it is. But mm-hmm. I mean, we saw Car- Carmelo play LeBron before in the postseason, so this is this is definitely going to be a very fantastic series. Um, yeah. And what's crazy is you know back to back and defending MVP Nikola Jokic and one seed Denver Nuggets taking on the newly acquired Kevin Durant in Phoenix is probably the worst of the four series, and we already see Denver up 2-0, which is insane.
2: I love it. I'm here for it.
0: All right, who's winning it all, eh? philadelphia (laughs) i expect nothing less that's the appropriate answer every time ladies and gentlemen we thank you for joining us follow us on instagram twitter and youtube at podcast room 303 i'm your host jermaine cluel mendez this is my co-host and as always we have with us the epe we'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room